It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You're locked on NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the Locked On NHL podcast, Joe DiBiase and Tom Gazzola here on Hockey Day in America. Right, Tom? Are you excited for that? I actually am. Uh, we do Hockey Day in Canada, certainly. I mean, you could almost argue every day in Canada is Hockey Day in Canada, but Hockey Day in America has a special place in my heart, Joe. And why is that? Would you like to know why? I okay, absolutely good. want to know why. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was still hosting Oilers TV, traveling with the team every game, uh, we were in Tampa on a road trip, and it happened to be Hockey Day in America, and myself mm-hmm. and Oilers play-by-play man Jack Michaels were like, well, it's a beautiful day in Tampa. We've got the day off. Let's let's go out for a nice little breakfast. So we had breakfast along the water. And then we're like, oh, what are we going to do today? And none of us wanted to do much. We had no plans. So there's this hockey bar in downtown Tampa. And, and I know that there's people that are probably like, oh, I know that place called Hattricks. Mm-hmm. And okay. sure enough, Jack and I pull into Hattricks and we're like, let's watch the game. And we caught the first of three hockey de- night in America or hockey day in America yep. games. And we started having some, some beverages. And this is like 11.30 in the morning. We'll finish the first game. We're like, that was a really good game. Oh, the second game's on. Let's watch the second game. Watch the second game, more drinks. And then we're like, oh, one more game. All right, it's <laughs> Hockey Day in America. So let's watch it. So we literally sat in this hockey bar for like seven or eight hours just watching games. And then we stumbled out of there. And I swear, like the sun was still gl- beautiful. It was blaring and we were our eyes were just like squinting we're like oh my god and (laughs) and then sure enough like the the whole traveling media was like hey we're doing dinner tonight media dinner and we're like all right cool and they're they're like it's at 7 30 and we just stumbled out of hat tricks at (laughs) six so jack and i go back to the hotel quick nap shower up and we get down to the lobby and we're like all right where are we going for media dinner hat tricks so we literally spent hockey day in america 2016 or 2017 at hat tricks all day 
That's amazing. And uh, great memories and, and no regrets either. Uh, no regrets whatsoever. <laughs> so, yeah, Hockey Day in America has a, a place in my heart and, and it'll hold it for the, the rest of time without that's question. Am- that's amazing. I have never, ever celebrated Hockey Day in America to any length, even close to that. Um, it's oh. usually something I usually find out like the day of, like, oh, it's Hockey Day in America. Or no, you know what? You find out when the schedule comes out. Because actually, a lot yeah. of times the Sabres tend to be on that schedule just because of what they do with local ratings for NBC. And like, like today, they're today? on. Yeah, here they are against the Islanders. Like, not because they're good by any means, but because. Buffalo will watch hockey even when it's bad, and NBC. That's where they're. That's where gonna they're gonna get their ratings most times. It's those local markets. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, U.S. hockey, Ryan Miller. I said to point this out that last night on Saturday night he became 14th all time in the NHL in wins, tying Dominic Hasek, who are easily yeah. the the best two Buffalo Saber goaltenders of all time. What, what M- Miller? it's hard for me to gauge like what he is thought of outside of Buffalo because he is like, I mean, he's like a God in this town, not just because of his play, but like the stuff he did in the community, uh, like his personality, he was always getting to know people. He was always out around town. Like Miller is like one of the most beloved Sabres ever. Um, Mm. I don't typically like to have hockey hall of fame conversations because it's hard for me to gauge like what, qualifies for that he's 14th and wins uh to me he wouldn't i i would imagine most people wouldn't think he would be a hockey hall of famer right that's hard for us to, to get to uh, know from here yeah it, it's tough for goalies because yeah. so few get in right. and i think there's only a handful or less that have not won a stanley cup that are in the hockey hall of fame yeah. i remember reading about that a couple of weeks there's only like three or four that never won a cup, I believe. So that's tough. But Ryan Miller, hell of a goalie, was uh, one of the best, if not the best goalie for like a three or four year span in the NHL. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I've never really cared for Ryan Miller. I've had no reason to, mm-hmm. uh, but I've always had a, a respect for him because of how good he was and, and how long he's been able to play. Longevity plays into it. I know he's a backup now, but that's fine. He's still playing. And yeah. I kind of, at 389 wins, Joe, I kind of want to see him get to 400 because it's so rare these yeah. days that we see goalies get to that point now. So, you know, I have a ton of respect for him. You know, most hockey fans that know the game know that Ryan Miller uh, was an outstanding goaltender in the National Hockey League. And Hall of Fame-wise, I would assume it's unlikely just because the criteria yeah. for goalies, basically you need to be a cup winner before you even get a sniff. No, you're you make a good point. I didn't even. That's a great point that I didn't think about. Like how few of these guys are in that didn't win Stanley Cups? Because you're right, it's like four guys. Yeah. If I could change one moment in history, maybe he could have usurped that that criteria. If the U.S. pulls off the gold medal and he makes that save on Sidney Crosby in in uh, 2010, like maybe if he ends up being the MVP of the tournament in a gold medal run. That could help his case even without a Stanley Cup, but no, yeah, I think given what this list I'm looking at right now and the Cup point, uh, yeah, he's not getting it. Um, but still, yeah, and like, here's one, the funny thing about that game, Joe. Sorry to interrupt, but no, go ahead. here's the funny thing about that game is oh, and the Olympic argument too is um, Carey Price with his mm-hmm. struggles this year and him being such a good goalie for such a long time um, and not winning Stanley Cup. That's how that 
topic came up with Hall okay. of Famers who had never won a Stanley Cup, and they were talking about Carey Price, and he kind of falls in the same line as as Ryan Miller, if you really think about it. Yeah, that's a good point. Would he he? But he has that Olympic medal. Yeah, I wonder how much weight that would carry towards that. Um, again, I don't typically think about the Hall of Fame in, in terms of this. It's not like the 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 football Hall of Fame for me. Um, right. But that'll be an interesting Joe, debate. How about this one? Yeah. How about this one? And just on this same topic, because that, you know, Carey Price, Ryan Miller, uh, Roberto Luongo. How about him? I'll say this. Of Where the do you three, see him? Is he a Hall of Famer? Oh, I don't know if any of them are. I think if one were, I would pick Luongo. I just, yeah, more consistent over time in terms of his level of play longer. I mean, we'll see about price though. Like price has got years to go and he's not playing well yeah. this season or even last season for an ex- to an extent, um, but he's got time. But as of right now, I think I would pick Luongo of those three. I I'm with you and, yeah. and Luongo, uh, the gold medal, I think does boost it. He got to a game seven of a Stanley cup final. Yeah. Whereas the other two, then nowhere they, near it. Yeah, no. Miller made the conference finals. Price, probably same thing, right? Montreal's made the conference finals. Yeah. Probably once. Yeah, a um, while back. Yeah. Yeah. Luongo's third all time in wins. Yeah. Luongo would be my pick there. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's you. move Let's move on to some stuff that's going on in the NHL right now that's not just Ryan Miller uh, climbing over some guys in the all time wins list. Uh, we have another coach firing. We've got back to back weeks with a coach firing, this time in Calgary. It's Jeff Ward. He is replaced by Daryl Suter, and that was something out of left field I didn't see coming. Did you see that coming? Because I thought he was just retired, and like that was it for him a couple years ago. Yeah, the Jolly Rancher from Viking. Um, here he <laughs> goes again behind the bench in Calgary. So, yes, he's the Sutter family. They're all from Viking, Alberta, which is not far from Edmonton, although they have more of an allegiance to the Calgary Flames. Uh, Brian Sutter was a coach for the Flames. It's it's this it's this famous Alberta family hockey family, and uh, so Thursday night I watched the Sens Flames. Flames shellac the Sens. They go two and two against Ottawa. You know things have not been particularly great for Calgary. They had just won that game to improve to five hundred. At that point, mm-hmm. they were eleven eleven two, and Jeff Ward does the post game press conference and. Then I'm flipping through Twitter, probably just about to call it a night, and I see Daryl Sutter has been hired as the <laughs> Flames head coach with Jeff Ward fired. And I'm like, that's that's a bunch of baloney. Which fake account got retweeted tonight? <laughs> and uh, I kind of laughed it off. I'm like, that's not, no way, that's not happening. And I go to sleep, wake up. Sure enough, there he is, Daryl Sutter. Three-year deal with the Flames. Bye-bye, Jeff Ward. And big to do in Calgary on Friday. No kidding. I, I think, you know, you heard Milan Lucic say buckle up at the end of his press conference. Lucic has been an outspoken guy on the flames saying they need to actually show up and play and work hard, bust their ass instead of just expect to win on talent alone, which they have a tremendous amount of. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's kind of uh, Daryl Sutter's MO is to be this hard ass guy that pushes you to squeeze every ounce of ability out of you it's mm-hmm. not always pleasant he knows how to how to manipulate his players if you will a little bit old school in that regard but he's got longevity he's got a winning record in the national hockey league and so i think you know there's been some adaptability he's 62 years old he was 
ranching and yeah. and all of a sudden the flames and brad trey living think he is the answer so we'll see if that hardline approach works it's probably if you look at the flames from the outside in it's probably mm-hmm. what they need because they have the talent and and the, the skill and the roster to to be a really strong team i picked them to win the north division they've been nowhere near uh mm-hmm. close to being a top team there's so inconsistent show and yeah. we'll see if this hard line works and and the signal from Trey Living, who this is probably his last bullet to to use because this is their fifth coach in like the last five years. Yep. And I know the Bill Peters situation that was, you know, come, came out of left field and, and threw everyone for a loop. But this many coaches in this many years, and you give him a three-year contract, that's a signal to the players that it's it's the coach is staying. Yep. Now it's on the players, and if they don't want to show up, it's time for you to go. And you and I have discussed a potential shakeup in Calgary. I think this signals uh, the final straw, that if you're not in line yeah. and on board, you out. Yeah, I think that's a great point. We've talked about like or when do they blow it up, and this is yep. definitely a move to like, all right, we're going to give everybody one last chance here. And I like the timing of it for that too because the season's not over for them. And they are four points back of Montreal for a playoff spot. I don't think I would pick them to make it right now, but it's not inconceivable with Montreal's struggles too, as of late to me, that Calgary could make up that gap. And it's early enough with, you know, 30 games left that if you waited another two, three weeks to make this move, then maybe it's too late. So I like that they're trying to save the season here. They're trying to save this core players, give them one last crack at it. And in that North division, we're going to talk about when we come back, like Toronto in the playoffs. I mean, you get that four spot. You're not just, I don't think you're just going to get run over potentially when you, when you show up for the playoffs, even if you make it. So I like the timing of it too, by the flames. Um, We'll talk more about the North division. When we come back, Toronto, are they running away with it? Is there anyone that could catch them? We'll talk about that. And then I want to bring up the Minnesota wild too. Uh, transformation uh, in in terms of uh, Kirill Kaprizov and that team's style of play that I want to get to when we come back on the Lockdown NHL podcast with Joe DiBiase and Tom Gazzola. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Lockdown Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Built Bar is back and improved with all new packaging and the bars. I didn't think they could taste any more like a candy bar, but our friends at Built Bar somehow figured out a way to add to their 12 permanent flavors, coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange toffee almond, coconut, and my personal favorite, peanut butter brownie, are now six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, 
carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. In addition to tasting amazing, they are great for the healthy, conscious guy or gal. Under 200 calories, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Do not eat one more protein bar until you try Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports actions. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. A little embarrassed to say it, I am watching this season of The Bachelor. Lines on a show like that, I'm actually intrigued by for the first time in my life. And Bet Online's where you want to be looking for that. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbooks experts. Remember to use the promo code Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown NHL podcast with Joe DiBiase and Tom Gazzola. We're covering everything you need to know about the NHL, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Lockdown Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Lockdown Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need. And every morning in under 20 minutes, subscribe to the Lockdown Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right, we left off there talking about the Flames and a little bit about the North Division. It's Toronto 1 right now at 38 points, Winnipeg 2 at 31, Edmonton at 3 at 30, and Montreal and 4th at 28. Montreal's played fewer games than all of those three ahead of them. But, I mean, the story in the last two weeks, to me, has got to be that the Leafs are starting to extend their lead over the North Division. Can you see anybody making up that seven points or for Edmonton, for instance, is eight points. Can you see anybody catching Toronto for first? At this point, as we approach the midway part of the season, unlikely Joe, they're just cruising. And the Oilers had won 11 of 13 when they went into a three game set here in Edmonton against the Leafs and Toronto dominated them. They had an answer at every turn for whatever Dave Tippett threw at the Leafs. Didn't matter what McDavid did. Didn't matter what Dreisaitl did. Didn't matter what goalie was in that. Didn't matter what defense pairings the Oilers threw at the Leafs. Toronto just dominated. And I think, you know, it was surprising on Saturday night to see them get uh, a, a come from behind the loss from the Vancouver Canucks. Maybe they took the, the Canucks a little mm-hmm. bit lightly. I don't know. But I think Toronto is, they're just, they have the poise. They have veteran savvy. They have the high-end skill young talent and they're balanced and they have the goaltending in Freddie Anderson and Jack Campbell's been good for them. Michael Hutchinson of all people beat the Oilers. You got a shutout against the Oilers. It was the first time 
that the Leafs had shut out a team in back-to-back games I, I, with two different goalies in <laughs> 67 years. Like, it was ridiculous <laughs> since 1954. And it was the Oilers who are, you know, have this knack for being breakers and streak busters. And, and yeah, sure enough, this crazy stat that uh, the Oilers were on the brunt end of. And Toronto is the class of the North Division. Winnipeg is starting to get there, too. And mm-hmm. Edmonton... I mean, Edmonton's kind of there, and, and we'll see how, how that three-game set affects them. It was a good win over Calgary on Saturday night for the Oilers, but they've got Ottawa for three straight. I think Toronto is going to run away with this North Division, but I do still think that come playoff time, whoever plays them mm-hmm. in that four-hole is probably going to give them a good run for their money. Yeah, we just saw Columbus in the uh, the restart of last season kind of surprise everybody by beating the Leafs in that first round. So yeah, like I just said with Calgary, if it's Montreal, if it's Edmonton, I would predict that's going to be a long, tough series for the Leafs, even given their success in the regular season so far. Um, and then are we are we throwing out Vancouver, by the way, as being able to make it at this point? I just don't think they have the defensive game to make, to, to make it there. Yeah, they don't have the goaltending either. Um I mean, they've kind of crawled themselves back into the picture, but they have mm-hmm. played more games than anyone else in the NHL. So yeah. uh, I guess you can't count them out, but they're going to have to play unreal. I think like at a 625 clip uh, yeah. for winning percentage-wise to, to even give themselves a sniff. But yeah, this North Division is crazy. Like You know, things that we thought a week ago were sure bets aren't yep. anymore. It's, it's berserk. Like, we'll see, but... Yeah. I'll say no to, to Vancouver. I I, th- I think it's the most interesting division in the league right now uh, because of what Toronto's doing up top and because there's a race right now between maybe six teams, but maybe more realistically five. You did mention Vancouver's played the most games in the league there. Um, I like, I'm watching the North Division very closely right now. Let's hop over, though, to the West Division. And how about the Minnesota Wild jumping into a playoff spot uh, they've won seven of their last 10. They have points in eight of their last 10. They have historically, for me, been like the least interesting team to watch in the NHL. I don't know what it is. <laughs> maybe it's the logo. Maybe it's the colors in the jerseys. Maybe it's the style of hockey they've always played. They've never quite had some electric superstar. Like Zach Parise has always been a very good offensive player, but he's not. You know, he's not near the top of the league in jersey sales every league, every every year. He's not, no. to me, like that superstar level of talent. And I don't know that Kirill Kaprizov is going to get there, Tom, but the combination of those reverse retro Minnesota North Star style jerseys and Kaprizov just, I mean, doing things that, like, you only see McDavid do and McKinnon do with, with the puck. I mean, I am fascinated by what he has done at the top of that lineup and... I mean, we, I don't think we need to have a rookie of the year conversation for him because I think he's probably running away with it. Yeah, little feisty Russian guy. A couple years of uh, experience at the pro level already. It is crazy to watch, and it's it's almost like a pleasant surprise because, like you, I've never been someone to be like, ah, oh, the Minnesota Wild are playing. I'm going <laughs> to watch that game. Right. It's just, right, exactly. It doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen. It's just like, yeah, I'll pass on that one. 
Yeah. Uh, but all of a sudden they're 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 clamoring for your attention, and it's Kaprizov uh, at at the top of the list, kind of leading the charge, which is interesting and and g- good. I mean, Minnesota is a great hockey market that uh, they've had a couple of lean years, although they were in in the playoffs last year. And hey, it, selfishly in Edmonton, people are very excited about Alex Stalock, by the way. Which I think is funny, uh, a cast off of of the Minnesota uh-huh. Wild. Um, so yeah, it's it's neat to see. But if you look at all the divisions and you're like, well, the West that that fourth spot yeah. really is up for grabs, and there's not much. Like I'm surprised Arizona's in the mix. Mm-hmm. L.A. had a really good run. They continue to play well, and Minnesota they're also right there. So it's really a three horse race for that final spot. Yep. Anaheim, no, thank you, not going to happen. San Jose, not going to happen. And then you've got the three juggernauts in. Vegas, St. Louis, and and Colorado. Mm-hmm. Good on the wild for making a run. They're like a mini team USA too, with a couple of Russians sprinkled in and Cam Talbot and Net. So we'll see how it goes. But uh yeah, maybe, maybe Joe, all of a sudden we do have to watch wild games. Yeah, I know. I, I think they're going to make it too. I think that division, it's kind of weak past the first three. Like I've liked Minnesota, but I don't know how many of those these other divisions they would be they would be making it um, if they were playing yeah. the North every single night. I don't think they would be in the top four. If they were in the East, I don't think they would either, but in the West, they've looked pretty good to me. Um, last yeah. thing on Kaprizov and rookie of the year here, and then we'll wrap up because I saw Pierre Lebrun talking about this on Twitter the other day. I know where I stand on it, but the rules for, under the rules of the Calder Trophy and who is a rookie, Kaprizov qualifies. I wonder yep. if you think, kind of like Pierre was hinting at, that that should be changed for when you have players that have as much experience in other pro hockey leagues like Kaprizov does. Kaprizov has played 30 or more games in the KHL going back to 2014-15, like more than half a decade he's been in a pro hockey league. Now he is only 23. It's not he's not quite as old as Panarin was when we were talking about this a couple right. of years ago. Um, but what do you make of that that point? That hey, he's played six seasons in the KHL. Like, should he qualify as a rookie for the Calder in the NHL? Uh well, they had to change the the rule for I think Sergei Makarov back in 1990, who won the Calder as like a 30 year old. Yeah. And, and so now they, they dropped it to 26 and X amount of games. And I don't know. I mean, I, there's guys that, that bounce around European leagues and other leagues and don't get there for a while. Brian Rafalski was, was kind of one of those guys too. Yep. If they want to drop the, the minimums again, sure. Like it's one of those ones where I'm like, okay, then what is a true rookie? You know, like, are we just going to just conveniently change the criteria whenever we, we deem fit? Like, so what yep. Panarin wanted as an older player? That's them's the rules, baby. That's what they made the rules yeah. 30 years ago. Fine. Whatever. I don't really care. I don't think it should be up for debate. They're still relatively young players. Yep. And I don't, I don't, I don't care for that. I, I don't know. I think it's just a topic people bring up to make conversation and, and yeah. stir the pot a little bit. That's just my take on it. I don't think it needs to be changed. How rarely does this type of scenario happen, actually? 
That's right, because Panarin actually, I mean, that's five, six years ago now. So it's not like it's a thing that yeah. comes up every year. Um, I am pretty similar to where to where you stand as well. Like, I don't want to see it changed. I get almost... I. There's some things in sports that trigger me. Uh, people voting on things for like deciding that someone shouldn't be eligible and said so they don't vote for him, even though by the rules he's he is eligible. You know, like I don't like right. when we vote based on what the rules should be. It should be votes based on what the rules are. Um, I'm not saying that has happened here. That's going to happen, but I could foresee something like that coming. Um, and I agree. I don't. I like. You know what? If a guy had played four years in the AHL, which I hear a lot, especially from the analytics community, like reading from uh, from Rob Volman, that the the stat translation from the KHL to the NHL is roughly the same as the AHL to the NHL. Like this, the level of hockey right. is similar enough to where I think if you had a guy playing four years in the AHL and then getting called up to an NHL team and having the year Kaprizov is having, I don't think you would hear a peep about it. So, no. like, I just want I want it to be consistent, not just to the European leagues, but like. Same thing. If the guy's 22, 23, after a bunch of years developing, like why should it be different for him? So yeah, exactly. That, that's where I stand on it. Yeah. Hey, KHL, how about that defense in that league? I'll tell you what, nothing like a <laughs> uh, few flybys and loop-de-loops. <laughs> You're right. Max Afinagunov, my favorite player growing up, is still playing over there at like 40 years old, and he's still scoring like a bunch of goals. And I can't believe it's just yeah. because he's still an amazing player. It, it, like, whenever you watch, like, well, there's, whenever there's, I see his highlights, it's like, no yeah, same thing. Right, exactly. Yeah, That's what there's no back checking, and nobody. <laughs> all you're getting is a light stick check if you carry the puck into the zone. Nobody's hitting you. That, that's a glory. I don't know. The KHL to me is they make a ton of money, and the hockey. Some of those highlights that I watch, I'm just like, wow. Yep. Good defense. Yeah, I know. yeah they're crazy. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us here on Hockey Day in America. So anybody listening down in Tampa, take Tom's uh, opinion and uh, or advice and go hit up Patrick's <laughs> for the day. Yeah, so great spot. Better. Great waitresses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us on the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been the Lockdown NHL Podcast with Joe DiBiase and Tom Gazzola, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.